welcome to Bible Studies with the Twins. I'm Lori. And I am Michelle, and we are your hosts for this podcast. Excited to have you here. We are twin sisters just sharing our love of reading the Bible for the very first time to encourage you to do the same. We're not Bible experts. We're just two girls who fell into false teachings, law of attraction, manifesting, didn't know God's word. So we are sharing our journey to encourage you to join along with us to know the truth. We hope our Bible studies bless you along your walk with Christ. So join along with us, grab your Bibles, and let's get started. Before we get into our Matthew Bible study, we wanted to let you know this was the first book of the Bible that we started reading after coming out of false teachings, new age things. So please remember, Lori and I are new to reading and studying God's Word. We have learned a lot over the years, not just with about God's Word and the Bible, But in the book of Matthew as well, we came across other people later after we recorded all of our Matthew Bible studies that taught us new insights. So we might squeeze in other little talks of just sharing those little things along the journey of these Matthew Bible studies. Please go make sure you check out our Matthew resource page where we're going to link up all the resources. If you hear something, please give Lori and I grace and mercy along our journey. We're still learning and growing and Jesus is still working on us and changing us. So we hope you enjoy these Matthew Bible studies. Hey girls, welcome to another Bible study session with us. Today we are focusing on Matthew chapter 3. Before we begin, uh, so go ahead and get your Bibles and any tools you need before we get into it. Um, as I find. <laughs> still getting used to your tabs, huh? Yeah. So we're going to say a prayer here. So go ahead and get yourself settled you can fold your hands or whatever you feel called to do you can close your eyes you can keep them open again just your time to be here with god heavenly father we honor you we praise you we're here to glorify you and we're here to learn from you we're here to infuse every bit of our soul and our minds and hearts to be filled up with you and less of us holy spirit use us to guide us all to help us to understand what it is that we personally need to know and take away from what we read today Amen. I just want to add, say, God, thank you for opening all of our hearts and minds so we all get better at hearing from the Holy Spirit. That's right. Remember that we're just two girls sharing us, relearning the Bible together. So So let's dive in. We also, you know, during this, this is raw on our journey where we are diving in and what we're taking away from it. But chapter three was filled with so much and such a short chapter, but we feel has a lot of stuff of what we feel. We learned um, through all of our different commentaries more deeper into some of this stuff of fun learning again from people who have studied this stuff a lot longer and more in depth than Michelle and I. A lot still came through us and uh, so we'll go over everything that kind of we came through but first we'd like to read it over with you girls first. It's always good to read it first and then we'll dive deeper. Matthew chapter 3. In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. For he is the one spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, who said, A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight. Now John had a camel hair garment with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then people from Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the vicinity of the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River, 
confessing their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Broad of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore, produce fruit consistent with repentance. And don't presume to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that God is able to raise up children for Abraham from those stones. The axe is already at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who's coming after me is more powerful than I. I am not worthy to remove his sandals. He himself will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winning shovel is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the shaft he will burn with fire that never goes out. And Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. But John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And yet you come to me? Jesus answered him, Allow it for now, because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John allowed him to be baptized. When Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming down on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. The first time I read this, this is kind of where I feel like the Bible can be overwhelming at times because this, I feel this chapter used a lot of, especially my version of the Bible, it used a lot of words that was very unfamiliar to me and I don't really quite understand when I first read it, the concept of what some of these words, why they were used in here. And I'm so thankful that these other people we've come across that have really helped us take away more of what these words mean in that time. Yeah, I also feel like this is a chapter that had a lot of, you need to know who this person was or this area was and why it was significant. And we learned a little bit, a lot of it, again, was a lot of reveal of stuff that was prophesized years ago, being revealed again here. And so I guess starting off, to give you some background, we jumped into this book. We don't go else in our Bible studies much of the history of that stuff because, again, we don't feel we're as educated. We just generally take away, we take away from this passage. We do recommend you can be doing more in-depth research on your own time. But the biggest things, I guess, before we get in, that I was pretty amazed by when I learned this is that between the chapter two of, cha of Matthew of when uh, Jesus was born to when they're talking about John the Baptist, it was about 30 years past in that time frame in the Bible. I just find that, you know, just I feel like a little knowledge like mm -hmm. that's just kind of really cool to think about. Yeah, because you almost think like it should have just gone right to the, like a, like a scene in a movie, like you just go to the next one. But no, sometimes like happens. in the Bible, things happen and you don't under, sometimes again reading that from going from chapter two to three, you're on your own. I wouldn't have known that that was 30, uh, 30 years had passed. So it is it is very helpful. I think, again, this is what you study the Bible and you get to really engulf in it. And that was one thing I found. Well, then we learned more about who John the Baptist. I remember learning a little bit about him when I was a young girl. So it was really fun, again, to yeah. go back and really understand more of him and who what this, what this whole verse was really portraying about yeah. John the Baptist and, of course, about Jesus. The other thing I found interesting that we learned in this book is that it's been over 400 years 
since the nation has not heard the voice of a prophet. And then John appeared, and he obviously was one of the greatest. So it's just 400 years went by before anybody was really talking about Jesus and all that stuff. Um, so I just find that, again, fascinating. Again, that 400 years went by. Starting off going over, cool. like, yeah. Michelle, I kind of like to tell you about what we, like, underlined and highlighted, what we took away. So going through it, again, I underlined wilderness. Um, the other word going on to it, it was repent. Mm -hmm. And again, generally I knew of repent, but it was really fascinating to me to kind of dive deeper to what repent meant. Again, so repent back then is meant, um, or even now, is to change one's mind, no regret or remorse, but evidence of truly of a changed life. And he went to say something like that to the world. Repent means to change one's mind and act on that change. So he was saying here, like, John was not satisfied with just someone coming and saying, I, I have a regret and remorse. No, he really wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that they were had evidence that they were a changed person. Yeah. And I find that, again, very fascinating. And to remind myself, that's what I feel has happened with Michelle and I once we started reading the Bible again. We've been mm -hmm. repenting from all of our previous sins of being strayed away from God and that bringing the Bible again has really helped change us. And yep. so I'm grateful. And so it's just really fascinating. Yeah. And I think also, again, it's a lot of the areas that this part took place, a lot of significant areas. Again, the Jordan River, which you all remember that from yep. Moses. So I just thought that's so cool how it all ties in this, this area and God's people. And just it's really cool just to see throughout the pages of the Bible, how things just overlap and things. And so I thought other, that was pretty cool to see. And the other big significance of this just chapter is that it does show a few more prophecies being fulfilled mm -hmm. from the Old Testament. So again, yeah. leading up to it, going into verse 3, we say that he was from quoting from the prophet Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And again, remember, it's been 400 years since they've really heard anybody, and John was that person. And he, yeah. we quoted that prophet of Isaiah. And the thing that we learned too um, is that the Lord in my Bible is New King James is the Lord in that verse is all capitalized and I highlighted it and I put a box around it and we learned from it being all in caps. What does that really mean? Which mine just, have been mine just has the L caps. So. But why again? Like we learned, why is the significance of it all? The Lord being all in caps and what we learned is the, the, they went a little bit deeper. You have to go and watch those commentaries on your own, but they went a little bit deeper of to what that really meant. But pretty much what I wrote for me to remember is that shows Jesus is God. It went back even like back in when Jehovah, like all back in the Old Testament, it just, we listened to, I think it was from the Harvest Family one mm -hmm. in this. You learn a little bit more. So if you feel interested in feeling called to that, but I think it was another evidence of again proving that Jesus is God. Because even here, I know there, and still to this day, there's people that don't, don't see that connection. We also in the same chapter when we see John baptize Jesus, the evidence of the Trinity, which I know is a very can be a very mind-boggling, but that's kind of the purpose. Us, our human brains aren't kind of really meant to understand. I think that's also symbolism to me, and, and just in God in general, there's a lot of stuff He does or doesn't do, or we don't supposed to understand. But all we do to do is have faith and trust in Him. I find it interesting next that they go over. They, you know, He spends a whole sentence a little verse on what John was wearing yeah. I think it's really cool to kind of give you being. and kind of gives yeah. you a picture of who he was and also showing you that it wasn't like it wasn't great like life wasn't this royalty you know, back then. and like he just had basic clothing on it was eating lotus and wild honey which to me doesn't sound too appetizing but like it just goes to show that just what how it was yeah. back then yeah and I think it just goes to show that you don't need all you need is Jesus you don't need a lot of stuff and I think that's a great reminder 
especially in the world we live in today, to just double check in on that stuff. Um, and then it also goes down that John, again, what Lois said at the beginning, like he truly wanted people to repent, and here were people. And so it's like all of Judea, all the region around, like so many different people, people are, coming. are coming to see John the Baptist, yes. even it goes into the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which we learned more about, again, who those people were and stuff like that. And now he so. pretty much was warning them, like, again, don't just come here to go through the action of yes. getting baptized, like truly dedicate yourself to be the fruit of God, to be a changed person. So I thought that's just a great reminder for all of us to remind yes. ourselves to not just go through the motions of being a Christian, even just getting baptized in a sense, but just making sure that we truly are wanting to be the fruit of for God. And yes. I just thought that was a great reminder and that he went on to say that reminding people that there's someone who's coming that's more powerful than him, which is Jesus, and that he will bring the Holy Spirit in the fire. And the way we view that is the fire is kind of like the judgment. It's just a great again, reminder for all of us to check in yes. with our actions and our everyday motions of life and the way we're being, especially kind of getting back into the reading of the Bible. This was has definitely been a lot of conviction on Lori and I's heart, which yeah. is good. That is a godly thing because yeah. he wants what's best for you. And I think Jesus is a great example of that. He always wanted, he never, you know, he always wanted what's best for his people. And he he did things with, with a sense of fiction and love at the same time, which I think is a, a beautiful example. And uh, also just one thing, going back to that, the prophet being fulfilled about the Isaiah, that again shows again another promise of God was fulfilled that he mm -hmm. mentioned. And the interesting thing that Michelle and I learned, John is Elijah. And Elijah was um, Zachariah's child. And in a previous commentary, we flipped, we were studying Matthew, but he had us go back to Luke and yeah. learn the story of a little bit of Zachariah. So that was really interesting for Michelle and I to have that aha moment of kind of like connecting characters. I wanted to take note, knowing that it was 30 years later now, Jesus is a, you know, a man now and not a young boy anymore. And him getting baptized by John, even though John didn't feel worthy of doing it, he felt it should be the other way around. It was something that reminded us that he did it because uh, no one really knows exactly why, but there's a lot of few different reasons people can say why he did it. One I kind of feel was that it's kind of his official, he's now going to take over teaching the people. Like This was like his introduction to his ministry, him getting baptized. He knew it was something that was of God's will to do. Yeah, that's what I was around. Like, that he knew that this was God's will, and I also wrote down that him being baptized was also just an example for all of us yeah. too. Yeah, uh, yep, that's exactly true. Like how we all, when you get baptized, are really giving your life and to you God, also right? Kind of maybe see it as like he was also showing John that what John was doing was good, and he good. approved of what he yeah. was doing too. Yeah. In a way, so. and I think also it shows the human side of, of Jesus. Jesus. Like that yes. was an important thing for all of us to remember moving forward. This is is how. Like, we just learned so much about Jesus as his character through reading the Bible. No, Lloyd and I are excited to kind of keep reading more and learning more about him. And it, it makes this connection here again when he was baptized that we get to see a kind of a witness of the Holy Spirit of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And I just think that's a, a really cool. Ended out the last couple chapters, verses 16 and 17. I again circled the word immediately, mm -hmm. um, yeah. the word dove, and suddenly, because I told you Michelle keeping track of with the use of immediately, suddenly, showing again the power of the God, what God can and do. And I also marked that it was the Spirit of God, and yeah. a reference reminding those times when it's the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So you can kind of see examples of 
the Trinity working in different ways. Well, we I also feel. learned from um, what's the, I always forget their name, the one that we listened to. The Harvest Family. Yeah, I think he went called. and he went into great detail again what that means, like the spirit of God ascended like a dove. It wasn't a dove; it ascended like a dove. God is amazing. He knows exactly how to show up and all that stuff. And then the word dove that I wrote again, we've learned that dove is a symbol of holiness, of the Holy Spirit. It's clean, it's pure. You can see dove used a lot back in the Moses time in Noah on the ark, which this, um, he went into a great detail more about. I just wanted, I thought his message is very interesting. I'll just read it real quick. The Holy Spirit came in like a dove and also assured Jesus he's beginning his own ministry again, how uh, God ended it. But the dove is a beautiful symbol of the Spirit of God and its purity and its ministry of peace. The first time we see doves is back in Genesis, which also we haven't read again yet. But Noah sent out two birds, a raven and a dove. Only the dove came back. The raven represented the flesh, and there was plenty for the raven to eat outside the ark. But the dove would not defile itself on the car carcasses. So he came back to the ark. The second time Noah released dove, he came back with an olive leaf, which is symbolized peace. And then the third time he let the dove go, the dove did not come back. And then he said there might be another picture to kind of think about. The name Jonah means dove, and he too experienced the baptism. Jesus used Jonah as a type of as a type of himself in death, burial, and resurrection in Matthew 12, which we haven't gotten to that story yet. But this shows again how the Bible is all intertwined. It's amazing. Again, God knew exactly what he was doing. And Jonah was sent to the Gentiles, and then later on Jesus would minister to the Gentiles. I just find that again um, very interesting. And then the last sentence again, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son and who I am well pleased. Like just imagine being there and experiencing and seeing that. I just find that must have been an amazing thing. But so an interesting thing going back to how God speaks to us. So here he says, reminding us that in the past, God spoke to his son. Today, in our life now, he is speaking through his son. And we, we get to reach yeah. God through Jesus. This, by reading about the gospel, right? Because that saying too, this is my this is my son whom I please that also is showing another prophecy being fulfilled that we learned back again in Isaiah forty through fifty three. So again Matthew was quoting a chapter from Isaiah that again my beloved and whom my soul is well pleased. The servant is described in Isaiah as humble and rejected, made, made to suffer and die, but he's also going to come forth for victory. Approval from God, I just again I find it just so fascinating. Remember also we learned a little bit about how Jesus now he's grown up like but when he was a kid you know, he grew up in Jewish culture he did all the cultural stuff and even God said he was pleased with all that he's done and that God is in control proof again here that more prophecies were fulfilled and then everything that he he has everything planned out and again it's 400 years and then 20 and it's so just it's a lot of time happening here but God it all works out trust in God's plan that with prayer yeah Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this incredible time spent with others that want to just grow in their relationship with you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your wisdom shining through these pages and that every day all of us just drawing closer and closer to you and hearing more from through the Holy Spirit. And we just want to say thank you, Heavenly Father, for your son Jesus and for who he was and what he did for all of us. And God, I would add on to this that we also, all of us, we ask you to come into our hearts and help us to see if there's anything still within us that we need to repent or clean ourselves from, to truly dedicate ourselves to you in all that we do. 
We also pray, those ladies listening and doing this journey with us, we pray that you speak them today, that they got what they needed out of today's message. And we pray for peace and healing for all. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. amen. Thank you. We'll see you guys in another Bible study.